This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's mortgage mentor. With more than 30 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings, you'll learn to take your mortgage practice to new heights. Certified mortgage planner and CEO of KineticSparkConsulting.com. Here is Jennifer Duplessis. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. This is your host, Jen Duplessis. And today I'm so excited because... I have a special guest with me. I have uh, with me today Eric Bird, who is the founder of Pitch for Success. So welcome, Eric. Hi, Jen. Thanks for having me. Well, absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to have you. So a little bit of background on, on how I know Eric. Uh, he and I met through a networking um, event, and uh, he's here to talk today specifically about networking. So, you know, a lot of times in, in uh, business, we uh, are apprehensive about networking. We might be really good at doing loans, but going out there and actually talking to people and, and um, stretching our hand out to them is something that, you know, I found that a lot of loan officers have, have some difficulty with or maybe you're going to networking events, but you're going to the wrong events or you're going to networking events and you're not really following up or you're not doing the right things at the event. So what I wanted to do today by having Eric on was to talk, you know, specifically about how we network, where we network, and some of the things that we need to be doing to be better at networking so that we really feel like our time, energy, and efforts are spent um, doing the right the right things to get the best results. So that's why I have Eric on the on the uh, show today. But before we get started into that, Eric, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and how you your past and how you got to the point where you started Pitch for Success? Sure. Um, I, you know, like many, many, many people, um, nobody ever taught me how to network. <laughs> right. Uh, and this is actually something that I that I learned as I went through my business career, which has kind of had several interesting twists and turns. I actually began my career in uh, television production. So I was an editor and a producer and um, a a director in a television station for a while out of college. And uh, so this kind of comes back in later on in this idea of, you know, telling stories. Because when you're networking or any marketing or sales or anything like that, you're, you're really telling people your story. So that's kind of um, comes back into play. But I, at some point, I got into sales. So I was in the technology sales world for over 20 years. And this is when networking really became important to my life. Um, yeah, as you know, most of your listeners probably experience, you, know, you have to meet people in order to uh, find out when they need something that you provide. Correct. So that that became important. Um, and again, I struggled for years and years and years and years and years, um, not feeling like I was doing a very good job meeting people and talking to people. Uh, then in, uh, I started my company that I have now in 2010 uh, after losing a job, as a lot of people did around that time frame. 
Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I began doing was actually going out and teaching um, IT classes. So I'd always been in the technology field, and so an opportunity presented itself. So I was out teaching these classes. And I was having these really fascinating conversations with these IT engineers who had a really hard time talking about what they did for a living. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> IT engineers? <laughs> so the, 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 a lot of it centered around uh, this idea of jargon. Right, so the IT oh, world is yeah. full of acronyms and words nobody else has ever heard, and you know, uh, I don't even want to go into all of them. But it, but what I started to realize was that I was able to figure out how to talk about what they were doing better than they did, and they were fascinated by this. Wow! So okay. the other thing that happened was that when I lost my job, um, I did what most people do is I started to activate my networks. I start calling people, right? That's what you do. Mm-hmm. I got my first job offer in about an hour and a half. Oh, wow. Which was, that's a personal record. I'm very proud of that. Uh, and my friends and colleagues and people that I knew after I'd started my business and would kind of tell the story, they were like, how'd you do that? Somewhere along the line, I realized that those two things were connected with each other. Mm-hmm. So being able to tell people about what I was doing in a way that they understood and working on making connections with people and building those relationships was, was actually what was underpinning, allowing me to do all of those things. So Pitch for Success started as a workshop that I created because my IT students were like, please teach me how to do this. Um, and my friends were saying, how do I get a job offer in an oh hour and gosh. a half? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, so everything kind of came together at the perfect yeah, time. It was yeah. a perfect storm for you. And, you know, this is, this is one of the things that, that we have in our industry as well and in lending is um, – you know, that we tend to, if we're afraid to go out and network, then we're really a secret agent and nobody knows That's what we right. do. And we have to get out there and, you know, really, really um, get people to understand what we do. But, you know, in our industry, we ha- are loaded with acronyms. It's yes, a very it acronym um, uh heavy industry. And uh, so I hear that a lot too. And it was funny because I was driving around today and I was thinking that very same thing. You know, when, when someone asks you what you do, the propensity for us is to say, well, I'm a mortgage, a mortgage banker, a mortgage broker, a mortgage lender. And most people don't even really understand what that set, what that means. Or what the difference is. (laughs) Right. Or what the difference in those are. Right. As I'm sure you're experiencing right now, as I'm using some jargon on you. Uh, (laughs) So, so, you know, it's really important that we bring that down to the least common denominator to help right. people understand that. So maybe you could talk about, you know, well, let's, let's kind of talk about this. You know, with all this un- online social networking, I call it keyboard confidence, <laughs> that yeah. we tend to hide behind our keyboard. We have all confidence in the world. But, you know, given that we have all this social medias, is it really that important to still be doing face-to-face networking with people? That's actually a really great question, and, and I hear it a lot. And and one of the interesting things that I have learned is that it's easier, and quote-unquote, you can't see my hands, but quote-unquote, yeah. easier to network, also quotes, um, online, because you don't have that face-to-face factor. So a lot of people are very attracted to that, and I totally get that. Right. <laughs> it's so much easier to, for example, send a client an email if you have something uncomfortable to tell them than to pick up the phone and call them or to go see them face-to-face. 
Well, if you were uncomfortable in like introducing yourself and trying to figure out, navigate this, well, how do I tell them what I do and find out if they're interested and all this stuff, it's much easier to just, oh, yeah, I'll just like that or, or send a post and I'll send that out and then I don't have to work about getting rejected or did I mess it up or am I doing the right thing? It just makes all of that much more removed. But the reality is that face-to-face -face communication is still the most effective way to connect with people and build rapport and get to know them and find out what their needs are. And I agree with you because that's what I'm all about is relationship um, development. In fact, yesterday I came up with a new phrase and that's called submarine marketing. We have a tendency to kind of float up on the surface and, you know, pass cards back and forth and attend these things. And, and really it's not the most cost. I think initially people might think that social media is the most cost effective way to do marketing and network, you know, networking because gosh, I have to drive here, I have to pay to go to this thing and, and all these crazy things. But um, I, I think ultimately what ends up happening is we've got to take that dive. We've got to make that submarine go deeper. Mm -hmm. And you can't do that by just reading about somebody. You can't really understand their personality right. and, and their business philosophies and things like that. So I, I totally agree with you. But so let's talk about that elevator speech when you meet somebody. Right. And you say, you know, so what do you do? Well, blah, you know, I'm this elevator elevator speech. I, I think it's getting um, to the point where it's uh, – I, people don't want to hear it. I don't right. think people yes. really want to hear it. So how can we – what kind of advice can you give us on how to avoid falling into that, that groove of being in that elevator speech mode? So I, 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 like, to, I like to talk about elevator speeches um, because – I don't think they work anymore. I think they had a they had a time and a place mm -hmm. um, years ago that 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 was not you know overdone. The problem today is that the idea is correct. You need a short way to introduce yourself to people. You, that you just always will need that. The problem is that if you do an elevator speech, what that tends to be is a script that you memorize mm -hmm. and you say it the same. You say the same thing the same way every time. So one of the things I've been doing uh, recently is working with networking groups. So, or, you know, groups of people to get together on a regular basis. Right, like BNI and chambers. yeah, like the BNIs and mm -hmm. the chamber. You know, have the, the chambers of commerce have their version, mm -hmm. and there's all these other um, around. Well, I, I go to these meetings, and I'm fascinated because you go around the table, and basically everybody <laughs> uses their elevator speech every single meeting. Robots. And, Right. I have been in the same like chamber of commerce group like that for two and a half years. And I don't listen to anybody's elevator speech when they use it anymore. So you sort of get desensitized to it, for one thing. Mm. So I'm not actually helping my case in that kind of a situation. So in, in, in that, where I'm looking for referrals and I'm looking to build relationships and go deeper. I like that submarine analogy, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's mine, by the way. You know, I'll, I'll, that is, <laughs> yeah, we'll put a little trademark on the back of that. Um, that... You know, you you have to be having more of a of an in depth conversation and actually getting to know people, which is why I always focus on what you're really trying to do is find a connection. Okay. You're you're trying to start a conversation. That's what the elevator speech is supposed to do. Um, the problem is the way people approach that tends to you know it, it can I don't know if you want to call it lazy. Yeah, I hate to I hate to put that on it, but it's what we're used to doing. It's what we're taught to do. The problem is that the same way to introduce yourself doesn't work in every situation, right? If I'm right. at a, a formal dinner party right. and somebody says, hi, Eric, and I meet them and they go, well, you know, so what do you do for a living? And I whip out the elevator speech, 
that sounds like I'm reading it off of my, you know, homepage. Right. <laughs> and, right. And it's directed to a completely different audience. Yeah. And it may not have anything to do with this person. That right. it's, it's what I call situationally inappropriate, right? Right. So okay. then, so what do I say? So what do I use? So what I like to do is actually work with people to, to create a flexible way to create introductions as you need them. So ultimately, you figure out a process that you can create the same basic elements you use in an elevator speech, but there's a different way to put it together. The way that I do that is actually based on the work I do as a screenwriter, because that's back from my television days, so I, so I write screenplays. So a lot of the things that I teach are actually this idea of how to tell your story. Okay. This is one of those areas where this becomes really popular. So when you go to a Hollywood pitch meeting, so we'll all put our, we'll pretend like we're going to pitch to uh, a studio. When you walk in, you have something that's called a log line. The log line is very much like an elevator speech. It's a one or two sentence description of your movie idea, your story, your script. When the, the, the producer hears that, they either like it or they don't. Sound familiar? This yeah. is like your elevator speech, right? You're like, oh, that's nice. I need to go over there. I see a friend. That's right. So right. the challenge in the film world is the in the entertainment world is that the producer might go, you know, that's not the movie I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. It, the analogy is, you know, I say, hey, I help people, you know, survive networking events. Well, that may not interest you. So you tune out. But in the pitch meeting in Hollywood, if they liked what you said and the way you said it, they will often say, but what else do you have? Right. Well, you had better have three or four other story ideas in your pocket ready to go. Okay. So those are your three quick pointers then that you're talking about. Yeah. That so, we can so use. The, yeah. The, so there's three things that you, when you create these flexible issues, you want to keep in mind that you're telling a story. So there's three things I like to tell people that you want to do. First off, you want to be yourself. Okay. So when you create an introduction, whether you memorize it or whether you, you know, kind of use a system like I do, you want to be yourself. Authenticity works. And it's much more engaging. It's what's, what actually gets the conversation started. Then you want to actually decide what you're going to say in advance. I see a lot of people that wing it. Okay. They walk in and they wing it. And they end up maybe stumbling, had an idea, and they stumble over whatever they're saying. Well, that is also disruptive. So... Always practice however you're going to introduce yourself in advance. Out loud, by the way, okay. not in your head. Right. Feel the same, right? Right. So those, those are three tips that you're thinking about. Well, how am I going to introduce myself? You don't have to introduce yourself the, the same way that every time. Mm-hmm. Decide how you're going to do it in advance. Mm-hmm. Make it comfortable for you. Make it authentic. And just make sure you can even do it in the car. Like I do this before I go into an event. I'll go, all right, I'm going to introduce myself this way this time. And I will practice it out loud in the car. Okay. So the three steps, just to be real clear, are one, be yourself. Two, have a game plan. Decide in advance how you're going to do it based on where you're going and who you're meeting. That's right. So it's appropriate to the situation. Okay. And then practice, practice, practice. That's right. And my favorite reason for that is, so there's there's a word I really love, which is press to digitation. Oh, okay. Right? I love that word. It looks good in writing. It sounds good. Once you can roll it off your tongue, it sounds great. Okay. Well, but we'll saying, post that on our notes so that yeah, we there can you work go. on it. Yeah. But saying I perform magic tricks, a whole lot simpler. You don't stumble over it and everybody knows what you're talking about. Right. Right. <laughs> so that goes back to what you were talking about before with the jargon. Yes. Right? Yeah. So okay. when, you, when you decide how you're going to introduce yourself, you want to make sure that somebody else might actually be able to understand what it is you do. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> right. Well, because I think that's what happens is that they lo- they'll either lose interest um, or they will say, what? I don't understand. Can you help me understand that more? And I think the deeper part of that is if you can't even explain what you do, how in the heck, especially in lending, how in the heck am I going to explain a customer a very comprehensive, complex process, compliance-ridden industry mm-hmm. on how to buy the biggest um, the biggest or the, the biggest investment that they'll have in their lives. How am yeah. I possibly going to do it if I can't even articulate what I do for a living very quickly and succinctly so that people are engaged and want more? That's right. And then and then lay lay on top of that that you're not the only one <laughs> in your right. industry. Right. Right. So this idea of how do you differentiate yourself? Well this is where being yourself also comes into play because people do business with people they know and like, right? So building rapport with somebody when you're interacting with them to find out are they a fit for you and how you do business and what you do is part of the sales process. So you want to be able to you know, start that off well when you meet them and, and are having a conversation. So that's, why, that's another reason I think that really plays well into that. You need to be able to describe it succinctly, but you need to be comfortable and relaxed. So have you ever met anybody and they were obviously uncomfortable? Oh, yeah. What they were saying? Yeah. How do you feel when that happens? I right? get right there with them. I'm a com- right? comfortable with them. So yeah. what happens is you're not paying attention to what they're saying anymore. No, because I'm watching their body language. And, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so it's, it's very distracting. And, that mm-hmm. may, and, and, you know, sales is very much about getting people comfortable. Right, mm-hmm. you want them comfortable with you, so then they, you know, pay attention to your credibility. Right. right, all the information you give them is then absorbed, and then they can actually work with it. And then when they're comfortable that you're, you know, giving them what they need, and that they're, then they say yes, thank you, let's let's buy this house. So right, and go and yeah, and go to the next level, especially if you're in a networking um, environment. Exactly. So I have so I have one other question for you, and that is, what what is your opinion on going networking? Like if if for the, for our subscribers that are listening. Listening, you know, if they're not ever have never gone networking, or this is all new, or even if it's someone who's been doing it for a while, um, what do you think about doing a buddy system for networking? How, what's your take on that? Whether you know it's a buddy system with someone else in in the mortgage industry or someone outside of the industry to get some different perspective? What's your take on on doing some buddy networking to kind of give us the um, kahunas to be able to <laughs> go actually do this thing? I, I think that it's it's great to do it that way. So you, you want to go with somebody who you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the other nice thing is that if you have a buddy, that's also somebody you can practice with. So you right. kind of get a double whammy there. You figure out what you're going to say and you tell each other, here's how I'm going to introduce myself, you know, for the evening or whatever. Um, and then go and support each other. One, one of the ways that that can become really uh, useful is, for example, I'm really bad at names. I think you and I were talking about Oh, this we were talking about ago. that at a networking event a couple Yeah, of so I am really bad at remembering people's names. And I don't know why. And I've done lots of work. I'm better than I used to be, but I'll never get but so good. Well, if I have a friend there with me, um, I can kind of give them the high sign, and they can be like, "Oh, hi, I'm I'm Bob, and this is Eric." You know, right, "Oh, right. hey, yeah, that's my name, Jim." Oh, that's right, it's Jim. Yeah. <laughs> so you can start to do things to support each other when you're um, buddy assisting in a buddy yeah. system. Yeah, and the I, ch- I yeah, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say the challenge with a buddy system is you have to be careful not to just go together, 
get your get your cheap wine and your hors d'oeuvres and go stand in the corner together and don't talk to anybody and just talk to each other and think you're networking. That's not yeah. actually networking. Yep. And I've seen those people, those little, you know, wallflowers. I've seen plenty of them. Now, if you see someone like that, do you think that's something that, that we should all be looking at is, you know, if you're going into a new place, you really don't know anybody, you know, is maybe find that wallflower and you say, I'm in your boat too. I'm just not standing on the wall yet. So it, is that a good recommendation for you to do or is yeah, that that's, that's a great technique you can actually if if here's what you can pretty much guarantee there's about 10% of the people in the room who really love being there Everybody else is, is at some way, shape or form a little bit or a lot uncomfortable that's a, with being that's there. That's a big chunk of people. Right? So yeah. most people don't want to do it. They don't they're not comfortable doing it. It's not natural. So keep that in mind. They're in the same boat you are. So if you see somebody, if you're feeling, you know, a little hesitant, you're not a little unsure, if it's a and this if it's a big room with a lot of people in it, that can be overwhelming. Right? Yeah. You see somebody kind of hanging off to the side, they just kind of gravitate over that way and go, hey, you know, how you doing? Yeah, we'll these, hang here together. These events yeah. freak me out. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll laugh just like we just did. And there you go. You're That's you guys exactly have right. something in common. You made a connection. That's what you're trying to do. So the whole goal here is you're not trying to sell anybody anything. You're right. not trying to get new customers. You're not doing anything but trying to start conversations. So keep that in mind. I'm here to start a conversation, and then let's see where it goes. And the more you do that, the easier it becomes. Okay. That's awesome. That's, that's great, great advice. So when you started doing, um, having this business, you know, as it kind of evolved into Pitch for Success, what did you find was the biggest challenge? Or you know how you start into a business, you say, this is what I think the biggest challenge is. But did you ever come across something that was completely different, that was unexpected to you, that you, you say, gosh, I never even thought that that would be a biggest challenge for people? Yes, and and actually, the it was about four months ago. I was having, I was leading a group, and we were talking about networking. And people, and I was asking them, well, what's difficult about networking for you? Because depending on how long you've doing it and how much experience you have, that that sort of changes. What's difficult changes. That's the way everything is, right? You learn and grow. Thing different things become a challenge. So a couple of people said. Well, you know, I, when I first got here, I first took this job, it was really easy to network and get business. But now I find that it's really difficult to shift the conversation to business. Oh, okay. And I'm like, well, why is that? And they're like, because we know each other now. We're like, it's like we're friends. Uh-huh. So it's really difficult to, for me to say, oh, and by the way, did, did you want to buy some furniture? <laughs> right. <laughs> because this is my buddy now. So it's this idea of it's your responsibility to be able to frame the conversation to at some point talk about business. Okay, and how do we do that, Eric? (laughs) How do we do that? That's a great question, Jen. So so there are a bunch of ways that you can do it. One of the, the best ways to do it is to set that expectation at the beginning when you first meet somebody. Okay. So you don't have to just talk about what you do. But you do want to, to mention what they do. The other thing you can do is be listening for things that they're talking about that relates to your business. Cute. What I mean 
Right. What, so what I mean by this is if they're complaining about something or talking about a friend who does anything that has to do with mortgages or you know, real estate or anything that's related, you can guide the conversation back very simply by saying something like, you know, I have a client that had that problem. Mm. Or, okay. you know, yeah, I know how that is. And, you know, there's somebody in my office who, <laughs> you know, right. was dealing with that too. And so you want to try to gently guide that to business. The fact Unless that you helped solve a problem similar. That's right. Yeah. So this also, by the way, is great just conversation material. Uh-huh. So part of my training programs, um, one, of the, one of the modules in the training program is – Basically, how do you do that? You also, by the way, prepare that information in advance, just like you do your introductions. You Mm -hmm. need to know what you're able to talk about. Case studies, client examples, statistics from the industry, things you find interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, These are things that you can bring up in a conversation as appropriate um, and they feel natural because you already know what you're going to talk about. I use examples of my other clients with people all the time. Right. And I am just looking for those opportunities and conversations. And when they come up, they don't always come up. But when they come up, I'm able to then bring up a business topic, if right. you will. Right. And then that helps guide it. Then it's less uncomfortable to talk about business or say, so how's your business going? Because um, right. you're not just talking about your kids and the weather and the right. buffet. Right. And, and, you know, I think, I think all of that is really, really important. And it's funny that you said something about, um, and, and I've talked about this in some, in my other podcasts is about getting recommendation letters from our clients to hear from them how we solve their problem, because that can create those stories for ourselves rather than saying, you know, I had, oh yeah, I know I had this client had really bad credit. Um, it's more, Hey, I had this client that was in that same situation as you, and I was able to help guide them for several months right. and, you know, and so I think, you know, for for everybody listening is, you know, go back to that podcast where we talked about recommendation letters and the great retrace and, and you know, how to get those success stories out there because you can use those success stories in, in your networking. And then the second part is, you know, I'm glad that you said that we should take a buddy with us because uh, I talk so much about relationships with these people as well. When I go to a networking event with, let's say, um, a plumber, as an example. Um, I go to a networking event with a plumber. You know, they have their antennas up for their business, and I have it up for mine, and they won't necessarily recognize something that when someone says, oh, yeah, you know, we're having another baby, they don't think anything of it. I think, ooh, that's for me. And I think, and if we (laughs) can go, yeah, and vice versa, they have things that come up, you know, and I think that if we can learn from one another on how to keep our antennas up for one another, we're not only um, increasing our ability to network and, and feeling more comfortable about it, but we're also recognizing that when we are networking by ourselves, that when there's opportunities that come up for our colleagues, we want to be able to help them. Absolutely. And, and this is back to this idea of referrals and the people mm-hmm. you network with regularly. These are the people I say are in your network, the ones you have regular relationships mm-hmm. with. Those are the people that are most likely to be your buddies, right? Right, right. So those people, when you have meetings with them or have one-on-one or you're having lunch or coffee or whatever, this is a good topic of discussion. So, Jen, how do I know 
when I hear something, if it relates to you, yeah. can you tell me what to listen for right. so that I am aware of something? Um, the other thing about buddying up at a, at a particular event or meeting or dinner or whatever is that you can spread out into the room also and be listening for each other. Yes. So I may be on one side of the room talking to somebody and they mention, hey, I just had, you know, we just had twins. <laughs> right, right. And we're cramped in the house and it's terrible. And I'm like, hey, you know, I have somebody you ought to meet. Let's go see Jen. And we walk across the room and I introduce them right. to you. Right. So well, I think that's the other the thing, the little, little side note that's a little funny, though, but the other thing about somebody with networking is you can have a signal that says, get me out of this conversation. Yes. You know, and it's funny, I, I added a module. I talk <laughs> about how things evolve. Yeah. Um, I have a module in the networking course called How to Exit a Conversation Gracefully. Awesome. Because of that, I actually have a friend of mine who's, who's also one of my clients who uh, she had a really terrible experience the first time she went out when she was right out of college. And it, tra- it totally traumatized her. And she would not go to a networking event for years because wow. she got cornered yeah. by like the Seinfeld close talker, right? Right, right. You know, <laughs> right. and just was all in her face and would not let her go. And she says, that's it. I'm not doing it anymore. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, listen, Eric, I, I appreciate everything that you've showed with or shared with us today. You know, one of the things that I love so much about you is that you are a constant learner, and I am too. I'm a lifelong learner. I'm all about learning something new, and I'm so tickled because I, you know, I learned some things that are new today. Um, you know, in networking, and while I feel like I'm I'm a pretty good networker, there's always room for us to grow. There's always um, an opportunity for us to learn from one another, and. So so I really, really appreciate that you're also like that and, and willing to, to take that, you know, that step and that leap as well. Um, before we leave, though, I'd like to ask you, um, what are you reading these days? What are, what's a book that you're reading right now that you could share with us? Great question. So I, I find that I am always in one way or another reading like two or three books at a time. Me too. Um, I, am, I am rereading um, a book called Made to Stick. Okay. Yep. Which is a which is a great book on messaging and ideas and how to you know craft a message that people will remember forever and ever and ever. Really. Awesome. So, yes, that's, yeah, a, that's a it, it is a book. very very good book, and we will put make sure that we post that in our episode notes so that you guys can all get up there and and um, you know take a look at that. So now tell us. Um, you know, as we kind of wrap up here, tell us about Pitch for Success and what you're actually offering there. Because, of, of course, you know, we will have the, a link to your website and all that good stuff. But tell us, tell us a little bit about your company and, and what you're actually offering and then maybe what you're, you're going to provide to our subscribers. Absolutely. So, so what I have is my goal is to empower small business people, professionals, to create and build profitable relationships. That's kind of what all my programs are about. So I do that in three, basically three ways. I have uh, live training courses. I do coaching with people, but I also have online um, learning. So I also have online courses that I've put up. Okay. So what I'm going to do is one of those is called uh, Network with Ease. Okay. And it is the it's my flagship networking training program. Uh, it's got it's a it's eight or ten. I keep adding modules to it because I can never remember how many are in there now. But it's it's eight to ten learning modules. That it's a lot of the things that we talked about today: how to do introductions, how to deal with jargon, how to handle uh, manage anxiety and stress. 
Ah, when you go networking, yeah. Yeah. how to exit conversations, all that stuff. So I'm going to uh, put that up on the site, and so your listeners will get a get a nice get a nice chunk of change off on that online course. It's a nice okay, self study course, but it's also interactive. So I always believe in you have to learn something and then use it to make it really stick. So uh, all my well, stuff has you. exercises. Awesome. Well, thank thank you so much for offering that to everybody. So listen, everybody, make sure you go over there and you know take care of the people who are take caring, taking care of us and, and take a look at what Eric has to offer. And I know that he speaks nationally, so if you have an office that you'd like to you know, have him come in and speak to, he'd be happy to travel um, with you and or, or by by himself, not with you, but he'll be happy to he'll be <laughs> well, happy to come, where we're going. Come travel to you. <laughs> yeah. He'll be happy to come travel um, to you and uh, you know and give you some really good insight on making sure you get out there and network. And you know, again, as we've been talking about in in the the previous podcast and we'll continue to talk about, you know, the, the name of the game here is getting out there and, and not sitting in the office, but getting out there and creating these relationships and going deeper. And you, if you're wonderful at one-to-ones and just meeting with people to have coffee, that's great. But this is just another way that you could dig a little deeper. You know, and we talked about, um, before we hang up as one of our, you know, ways to expand our network, you know, before we hang up, can you recommend a good? And that's a great way to expand your network. And that's, this is just added on top of it. It's just the icing on the cake for it is how can we um, increase our networking. So again, Eric, thank you so much for joining us today. It really means a lot to us. And I, and I hope that everyone had a great opportunity um, listening to you and took one little nugget that they can take and make a difference in their um, business today, because I know I did. Thank so you, Jen. I thank you very it. much. Okay. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a comment or rating. Get more free email updates, transcripts, selling and education resources, and Jen's upcoming speaking events. Just visit our website at kineticsparkconsulting.com.